Welcome to the Event Room, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event AV company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Event Brew. This episode is going to go into a deep dive conversation, spilling the tea with two other brew crew members. I'm here with Dustin with One West Events and also Nick Borelli of All Seated. Will Kern could not make it because insert really embarrassing excuse here. And of course, my name is Tui and I'm with Hot Rock Creative. Where is so, Will? Where the hell is Will? What's he doing? That guy. Hmm. Start the rumors now. Yeah. Rumor has it he might be having a tech problem, but he's drinking milk with his cats. That could be it too. He doesn't enjoy he doesn't enjoy <laughs> cats actually... and milk, so that could be quite possible. Uh well talking about drinks, what is everyone drinking? I mean I'm still uh I'm on my third diet Mountain Dew for the day, so I'm uh clearly <laughs> Clearly, oh, that's uh, not bad. The day is like, what time zone are you in? It's oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, seven thirty, not too bad. Yeah, I've had intermittently between my coffees, uh, I've had this uh, this stuff, which I'll tell you, my my son's been trying to get at my drinks, and my wife was like, just don't try to drink anything that your your father <laughs> drinks. It's not it's not good for you. Rules to live by. We're gonna get Any you, we're them. gonna get you a quilt to hang on the wall. That's yeah. like. Don't, don't drink my drinks. Don't drink whatever your father drinks. Yeah. I think those are good rules to live by. I live by those rules too. I look at something and I say, would Nick drink this? And if the yeah. answer is yes, <laughs> I choose water. Yeah. I just had the uh, the Coke Zero coffee um, and uh, I even made myself go, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> uh, That's an actual uh, thing? Yeah, there's a there's a coffee flavored Coke Zero. I think that's that was the second w- worst thing I had last week uh, with Fruity Pebbles coffee creamer being numero uno for Fruity the, Pebbles coffee creamer. Yep, the grossest Fucking thing that I God bless America is all yeah. I have to say. Wait, I, never, the, I, speak, I never hear of any color? of the things you talk about. Uh, for, yeah, uh, I think Fruity Pebbles is a flavor now. Uh, it's not just a cereal. Uh, it's actually a flavor because I have uh, amazing. I'll, I'll send you guys a picture, but I have a. Uh, a Fruity Pebbles uh, uh, ice cream as well, uh, and wow. I bought the cereal, so I have the trifecta. Uh, I am living that Fruity Pebbles life. Get oh, the hell wow. out of the way, That's... pumpkin spice! Fruity Pebbles has arrived. I love it. I'm impressed. It, it would make a good design, I think, for like an event. You know, like I want Pantone to have Fruity Pebbles <laughs> as as a color. Aren't Just all, all of... aren't all the Pantones kind of Fruity <laughs> Pebble colors? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it has to be That's all fair. of a mix. That's like the color I was looking for for that yeah. milk. Oh, gosh. Mm. Dust, Dustin, what are you drinking over there? Well, I finally found the pineapple bubbly, 
which is I know I know that's old news to you US of Ayers, but it's new to Canada and I couldn't find it. I could only find the peach. So I finally found the pineapple and it is not as good as the peach. And everybody promised me it would be. And maybe it was just hyped up a bit too much on Twitter, but uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. But I don't love it as much as Ginger peach. peach numero uno. Yeah. And then the the triple berry. Did uh, you say ginger peach? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm too far in the future. Oh my god! We'll see that in like <laughs> that'll that'll be post COVID twenty thirty. Yeah, ginger peach is number one, and then oh, I man. triple triple berry with caffeine. Uh, the the bubbly uh, caffeine ones are uh, pretty good too. We don't at this see. Speaking from the future, man, we got flying cars out here and uh, <laughs> flying cars. COVID vaccinations. Vaccinations coming out of your ears. You guys are giving vaccinations to us now. <laughs> yeah. Here's some extra ones just yeah. spilling out of our pockets, yeah. like bank robbers and dollar bills flying out of bags. We're up here like, thank you. Thank you, Uncle Joe. Great. Chewy, what are you drinking? Come on. Mm, well, I'm drinking my cold press Super Greens Plus, which has, it's 100% juice. It has apples, mm-hmm. cucumber, celery, lemon, spinach, ginger, kale, parsley. And, and is that 70 calories for the whole bottle? It's 70. Uh, no, this is a huge um, bottle. So six servings, 70 calories each serving. That's not, that's a fair bit of calorie in there. 70? That's not. Times compared six? to like 70 calories per Times serving. Times six. Times six, but I'm not going to drink this whole thing. Oh. I just didn't want to get. Okay, here's the thing. So with with organic juices like this, it it starts to um, oh, yeah. separate. Have to so you have it. to keep shaking it. Fair. And so I didn't want to take two cups Fair. and juggle over Fair. here for you guys. I, just I hate it. it when that happens, Nick. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> when, you are, do, when your I'm, organic juice starts separating, that is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, if, I, if my Mountain Dew started separating, I'd have a real problem. <laughs> that is gross. I, you could probably leave that out for a good long time and it would never do anything other than Nothing. just be Mountain Dew and eventually rot through the tin and the table <laughs> yeah. it's sitting on. Yeah, make more things into Mountain Dew that it touches probably. That's it. <laughs> All right, T. All right, T. Get us on track. Come go. on. Three days ago, BBC News put out an article about Oscars 2021. Nominees told Zoom attendance not an option. And this actually came from Nick. So, Nick, I would like you to just break it down for us. Well, uh, I guess what they're trying to say is uh, that they they figured out safety. They've had a year – well, not a year. Let's say like six months to have closed sets – uh, that have been uh, safe, that the movie industry in general has been really locked down, that there haven't had any kind of like spreading events associated with their industry, uh, that they have really, really um, tight uh, rules that work and that they want to go back to the way things were in in a safe environment. And they don't want to um, take the lower the level of the production uh, and and really the attraction of uh, the Oscars, which are, are I, I assume, I think the majority of the reason that people watch it is that there are people who are physically there who mm-hmm. are, you know, celebrities. Uh, it's, it's this confluence of celebrities physically being in the same space and that the virtual attendance, um, I guess, negates that um, unique value. So therefore, um, 
without that, they, they don't have their, you know, I guess their brand, their event of what it really uh, means to be it. Uh, in, in addition to that, they also tacked on in that same message that this that they have a dress code uh, and that they really are trying to maybe either reintroduce or underline because of um, the casual nature of where things are going or um, also maybe as a pushback to uh, the previous year where people were in their homes and, you know, the, the idea of dressing up to do that seemed kind of silly. Um, they're, they're really trying to, and they're saying, uh, shoot for inspirational and aspirational. Um, so that's the, that's the reasoning. Um, I, I don't know. I have a, I have a, personally, I have a weird feeling about it. Um, and I, I just don't think it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's where we're at right now. Mm. I don't mean it from a standpoint of like, safety necessarily i actually just don't think it's inclusive i i think that it's 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 a weird thing to really focus on with all that's going on in the world and, mm-hmm. not, and there's always things going on in the world but it's not this right like these mm-hmm. aren't our problems right now yeah. and, and and also i think it, it does uh, a further disservice to hollywood um in its um negative attributes that it that is taken on of being aloof and being outside of the rest of the world uh and being this ivory tower thing and mm-hmm. like saying like the academy saying like you're going to show up in person you're going to be inspirational and aspirational because you're going to dress really well and expensively mm-hmm. and and like i feel like that's just like doubling down on the 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 gulf between um people and where things are going and uh inclusiveness and and kind of um like all this like positivity come as you are stuff and that's going on in the rest of the world and Hollywood. Um, and, and I think it's like, it's, it's like trying to say like, Hey, this is, this is absolutely who we are. And like, mm-hmm. let's really do that now. Yeah. I'm, I, I just look at it and I go, what does your audience want to see? Cause that's what you're creating this for, right? This show is like, is, is, is about an audience and about, commercials and sponsors so is that what your audience really wants to see is that what people that have been forced with so much disruption in their life like like there's something really humanizing about seeing some of the award shows that have gone on where where the celebrities are on a zoom because that's the state the world's in and you get to look at them and be like hey you're just like us you you know you don't get to go do all the things you used to be able to do and you know that's just the 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 state of the world right now and i think it it humanized it and this sort of forcing everybody back together with a dress code like it just seems so tone deaf to where the world is and where your audience is and you know and then on the flip side of that i'm like it's a free market if that's the way you want to do it that's the way you want to do it and at some point we're going to be asking ourselves the same question at some point we're going to be asking ourselves about will attendance for something become mandatory will will we want to do this you know this this our work over zoom for for the long term and some some of it yes some of it no i can i can totally see some i can especially see corporations saying this event is only in person we want you in person we want you here and i, I think get that's that. totally okay i get that i just i i just feel like so they said for those of you unable to attend because of scheduling which okay fine Continued, uh, continued uneasiness about traveling. So I, I, I have a bone to pick with that. 
we want you to know that there will be an uh, there will not be an option for Zoom. So what it's saying is, we we uh, for those of you who have other stuff to do and it's difficult. Okay, I can kind of get that right. It's like, look, if this isn't a priority for you, whatever, yeah, or it's course. difficult, you know, fair enough. But it's to specifically say for people who are on easy about traveling, we want to let you know Zoom is not an option. That's mm-hmm. like really an interesting take uh, if I was a producer of an event to say, look, you may be feeling a certain way, um, but tough. You know, uh, we're doing it our way. We're doing it the way we always do it. We want to do it the way. Um, not the way we learned how to do it, not with new technology and adoption, not ways to make everyone feel comfortable and be uh, inclusive and be part of it. Mm-hmm. If you feel anxiety, tough, because yeah. we got a show to put on and you're going to be dressed nice for that. Yeah. It seems like really like 20th century, you know, at best um, way of thinking about things. And it mm-hmm. certainly doesn't seem like a way that is embracing of of different people's uh places in in the midst of a pandemic that is still mm-hmm. going on and winding down granted but like the anxiety yeah. doesn't disappear and people with anxiety are still experiencing something yeah it certainly lacks any sort of empathy for 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 anybody in that and um and yeah and i i do think that's really shitty i think that that and it's almost unnecessary right like that line of yeah you know, just if, don't say that if, if you're uneasy yeah. and what what we shouldn't be telling the world right now is how to deal with people that are feeling anxious about this time we shouldn't be setting that sort of precedent where it's like hey if you're anxious suck it up buttercup put your ball gown on and get down here because that's not that's not that's <laughs> not of the that, <laughs> that's not fair to, that's not fair to anybody and and i think we have to find a nice slow slow easy balanced approach as we exit out of this and as we start to see light at the end of the tunnel i don't understand what the rush is to get back to this business as usual as quickly as we are Tui, what do you think see i feel like i was like on either side until i started reading the quotes in the article like what we just went through and then the second quote right after that is we're going to get we're going to great lengths to provide a safe and enjoyable evening for all of you in person as well as for all the mi- millions of film fans around the world. Okay, great. And we feel like the virtual thing will diminish diminish those efforts. Like that's a Yeah, well, I promise thing. you. I promise you every major restaurant goes to extreme lengths to ensure the safety of their guests, but they also still let you order online. So <laughs> Yeah. Like, there's no question it's going to be safe. Of course it's going to be safe. Like, there's no question you're not going to do everything in your powers, but that doesn't address how you're going to deal with the needs of those that are not ready to go back in person, especially to something like that. This is an event that is attended by people um, from all walks of life uh, and all places on Earth. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. it's definitely a... It's not like Hollywood is exclusively people who live in a specific zip code in California, this this affair. You know, like this is – there are people here who are from other countries, who there's foreign films entered. Um, and, and they're saying to those people, because there is no loopholes, there is no – like we've made some special – it is – there will be no place for you uh, mm-hmm. unless you are at the same level of comfort with the United States's uh, – or your country or travels institutions, all the, all the places that you have to pass through. Um, and again, I understand that this is going to be taken very seriously and I'm, I'm giving them absolutely the full 
benefit of, of all of that doubt because I think that for the most part, this industry has proven that they, they're, you know, they've been pretty good with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that to, all said. Thanks to Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally, if the person in your industry who is probably the only, you know, super good person, uh, you know, seemingly um, until we find out something, you know, a few years from now, and then I'll have to delete this uh, episode. Um, <laughs> that, uh, yeah, when that person gets it, you know, it's uh, it's definitely I can, anybody can. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I understand that. Like, they're saying it's like an active set. That's great, but like, I, I don't know. Again, I, this is their show, and it, it, it's like they're these are all kind of like guest stars or whatever. But my thought of it is thought on this as a precedent is, um, boy, it, it, it's weird that they've decided um, that this is what matters to anyone. You know, like like being like the ask like underlining. That the dressing a certain way and attending in person um, is inspirational and aspirational in a time where we're we're seeing inspiration and aspiring figures um, in movements uh, and in um, you know politics and in um, regular people who are um, you know making a difference. To think that like attendance to a ultra elite event um, and the specific clothes that you wear being of a certain type and cost uh, as being a straight line to how we currently think of the words aspirational and inspirational seems really off in how it's being used in every other way. You know, like it's like elitism isn't necessarily the current I don't think the the current inspiration or aspirational model um, and and to use like a very few uh, statements in this to to spend half of the time saying um, we don't care about, you know, where your anxiety is around this. It'll be safe. And then the other of it saying that uh, how you dress and, and how you look uh, is tied directly to aspiration of the attendee of, of other people outside viewing it. Seems like maybe this group is is uh, earned. I think some of their uh, negative, uh, you know, viewpoints. But it, probably not Tom Hanks. No, 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 not Tom. He, Hanks. He's great. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that, like, if you were to, if you were to really, if this is a guess, and I, I and I would say I, I'm I'm also guessing that that unless I'm proven wrong, this didn't happen. I'm guessing that they didn't poll. Or didn't you know? Don't have their thumbs on the pulse of their audience with this mm-hmm. because numbers wouldn't be trending down for decades in this affair with right. them mm-hmm. knowing what knowing what they're right. doing. So right, they don't have a track record of doing what's best for their audience. I think that's clear. Right. So like to me, it's like what better t- like like with lots of other things and lots of other events. What better opportunity for there to be to shake things up and mm-hmm. to say. Well, what if this was intimate and what if this was humanizing and what if this was an opportunity for um, actual inspiration? Imagine if uh, an award winner brought up someone who, um, you know, was an unsung hero and uh, that on the on the uh, production of it itself, it was, you know, an actor and also a grip or 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 somebody like that. And that person also got to tell their story and they humanized that person. They got to tell the story is like to me that's inspirational that's 
um, aspiring to be someone who gives the, you know, uh, the mic and the opportunity to other people and not hogging all the glory and just wearing nice clothes and doing the same thing for literally 130 years. Um, that is an opportunity to say, hey, the zeitgeist right now actually is one of um, uh, inclusiveness and not exclusive um, VIP behind the rope, keeping people outside and looking that differently than other people can afford mm -hmm. to or be. Um, that's actually like that what people want and also mm -hmm. where things are going. Like, why don't we take this disruption um, as an opportunity to embrace that because we were all humbled. Uh, mm -hmm. And then we could say, geez, we learned from our humility that there was something about being in people's living rooms. Or, but again, like that's me from a narrative standpoint. I don't even have the numbers to back that up being one way or the other, but I, I, I don't know if they do either. You know, mm -hmm. I just think they, I think they have a really narrow scope of their brand mm -hmm. and um, they're clinging on to what it was. Do you feel like watching celebrities and whether we're talking about your local cable news guy or you know the, the the chatty girls from the view or like do you feel like watching them from home gives you a sort of different a different feeling about them or a different view on them i certainly do sorry i should have started with the, i i do i think i think it's really fascinating um seeing people in their own environments and um i think they make it makes them seem so much more human and, and they're not under you know 10 pounds of 10 pounds of camera makeup and perfectly lit on a stage that was perfectly designed. And there's something really humanizing about it and it makes them a lot more approachable. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, other than what you just said, uh, is, is approachability the goal, you know, and then maybe, maybe not. Um, it, it, it's certainly not the goal when you're trying to tell a story and they're, um, taking on the persona of someone else. So for mm -hmm. me, I get that, right. That is deep dive into, uh, forget who these people are as people and have them become these characters and this right. story that I get it for sure. And all those techniques that they learned on bigger than life and, and all, I get that for sure. After that, it's like. I actually have the same problem with this as I have with awards events in general, which I loathe uh, for the most part, um, like event industry ones, even like I'll say, because I'm, I'm I've, I've certainly been on uh, I've I've worked with other industries, uh, awards events, um, and I've worked and I've been a part of and attended quite a few of ones for our own industry. And I, I always see them as as generally first and foremost a missed opportunity to do something. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's, and I think all these things are an opportunity. Like I want to see, I want to see emotion. I want to see why this matters. Um, and the like the event and industry analogy is like okay, so you 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 got the you beat out four other people for the best wedding between fifty thousand and a hundred thousand um, uh, dollars. First off, I don't know what that means, you know, and then and second off. Who cares, right? And and that is a question that could be answered. It, there actually is a who cares. Like there is a why this matters. There is a – and we don't tell that story I don't think well enough. You know, that's just another like angle of this of like why does a wedding – this wedding between fifty and 100000 like why does it matter? Here, let me – I don't – let me hear the voices of uh, – of the people who were impacted about the lives that were changed about the good that came from it. And, and if it's not there, then maybe there's a bigger problem. 
maybe we should be awarding or giving more awards to people who made differences, you know, culturally within organizations, or we did, you know, maybe it should be less about um, the, you know, who's got the prettier event and more about whose event made the best change that impacted our community, right? So like best best wedding between that and the criteria is based on um, things that we think are important uh, globally or within our community, right? So like it was for someone who couldn't afford it. It was, uh, it used sustainable resources. It did this, it did that. It wasn't just like literally just a, a subjective aesthetics. Um, and I think the same thing when it comes to the Oscars, like, okay, like who won the best picture, Okay, but like, first off, why does that matter? You know, like, let's take it for it doesn't matter, right? Let's just start from that point of view until you can prove to me otherwise that in the world right now that that whoever's movie was the best movie is worth my time hearing about as opposed to just watching a movie. Um, unless you can change me emotionally or make me feel like I'm part of this as a viewer, that this impacts me, that there is something in this for me, I don't care. Like, it's just it's just people who already get compensated pretty well getting compensated again for their contribution, which, you know, is fine, but it's not, I, I don't know how it has anything to do with me. Totally. I'm reading the, so I'm reading the letter that they sent in its yeah, entirety. Yeah, I was just going to say yeah. that. Yeah, Tui, why don't you pull out what well, you saw and I'll pull out what I saw. Yeah, so there is, on that link to the article, there is another link from Deadline that was uh, made on March 18th and it says Oscar show takes shape with letter to nominees no zooms no casual dress COVID protocol in force and quote stories matter and I'm reading this article or I'm reading the letter and it's one like really informal and two it's super informal it's yeah. <laughs> and so that I was just gonna like open it up with that so Dustin what are you what are your thoughts yeah on? so it says in here and we're not just shitting on this we're just yeah we're just it's just a conversation. So it says our speech about speeches. It's our belief. The show isn't too long because of the speeches. Having said that, we'd like to say this with great freedom comes great responsibility. And then it goes on about their speeches. It's like, uh, they can't, they should, they should talk about the yeah, individuals. It's Don't totally. Say. It's like, how come the writer, the writer of this letter is the only one that doesn't think that show is too long. Like, <laughs> literally everybody thinks that show is too long. It doesn't matter. Like, speak to that. Just speak to why this matters. Like, to me, what's the goal of the Oscars, right? Like, for the consumer of it, for the attendee, for the the viewer in this world, what's what's the goal? And if the goal is is because you believe this, to me, reads like the goal is because you believe that uh, that these people are cool and inspirational, aspirational because they have. Uh, money and influence and power and whatever, and that they're gated and that they're on this perch and that's that's the goal is to is to really portray that. Then I don't think they're reading the room, and as much as the room being the global, you know, world, like where where we're at right now. Like I think that they're missing the mark. Like tell a story. Yeah, I agree. You should tell a story though. Like not just. winning an award and telling a story but like producers of the oscars what's your story like why why does this matter and again we had this disruption like embrace it like take it on as a humility and as an opportunity to if there isn't enough humility in you constantly losing viewers and interest in and this cultural importance of your show 
then take another, you know, take the easy out of the humility of saying that there was a global pandemic and it, and it gave you the opportunity to view the world differently. I just, I'm always very critical of anyone with lots of opportunity and lots of, um, uh, sort of like power and, 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 and a platform to, to not use it. To use it to say dress better is sort of like, ugh. Yeah, really? it That's seems it? like an internal like email, you know, like a memo staff, it's... right? Like you, this these are it... an award-winning or these are the nominees, like yeah. these yeah. are your guests, really and you're strange. sending an email like this. And hold on, I need to just point it out just so it's like on our show. Uh, hold on, All the caps beginning everywhere. of it, yeah. And then congratulations on your Academy Award nomination. <laughs> to borrow the words of an annoying flight attendant, we are honored to be a part of your journey. Like. The fact that it's like it, a letter started it. off like that and you want us to or you want the, the guests to like sh- come formally. It's all about this, you know, like yeah, it is odd that they're asking for all this for formality you, and, yeah, it's and to be so nonchalant. Way. Yeah, everybody like, that's listening should go and look up this letter. It'll be it's oh my super gosh, interesting. It's, hold on. It'll and the signature the um, with all of our movie love, did you like and then the, the three 93rd Oscars producer. And just the, their first name. And the Oscar producers that are listening to this podcast, because I know you do. If we're wrong <laughs> about this, if we're wrong about this, we're more than happy to uh, do a corrections corner show and talk about it. But Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we won't. But we won't. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Will won't find the link. So I certainly would. I, w- I would certainly po- pose these same questions directly to the face of anyone who is part of this. Uh, and, and not in a way, again, to say like, you're, you know, you're a bad person, but to say, hey, maybe, you know, we, we don't know anything. And that's kind of the point, you know, like our our views are from completely outside of this. And I think you need to listen to more people like us because this reads like somebody who's too in it, you know, like yeah. saying like uh, we're, we're oh, we're just uh, like immediately saying to to borrow the words of an annoying flight attendant, like to say to somebody like th- there are people who are getting their first ever Academy Award who mm-hmm. might be in a position to get it, you know, in this and this is like a, they've been highlighted working their career. and it starts off immediately by undercutting it of like, totally. here totally. it is, your dumb thing or whatever. Totally. And the <laughs> airline industry has been devastated. Don't bring them into your shit. Yeah. Jesus. I enjoy the Southwest. The annoying words of a now unemployed flight attendant. <laughs> nice, nice job, guys. Yeah. And speaking of those uh, unemployed people, you need to inspire them by dressing in ways that yeah. they can't afford. <laughs> See, I so, think my issue is more this. It's more the how they're articulating it. Yeah. Because what we were, that's why I'm like, I was in the beginning seesawing back and forth because if that's their decision, they just go about it and, and they have an open letter and they say, this is, you know, the decision we decided to make. You know, um, we don't mean to not be inclusive you know like whatever that may be not this letter this letter is like what bothers me super arrogant about it yeah so do you think do you think that this is going to create do you think this is actually a good thing for our industry where people are going to say hey the oscars did it which means it's time for us to do it too it's time for us to start planning our in-person programming if they did it then let's go do it do you think that there is a, a a positive that can come out of this and and help with the PR of of a, at some point we got to start telling people that it's okay it's okay to start attending events again it's safe and could this have a positive effect uh, and initially that was my feeling I was like oh great this is an indicator of of things mm-hmm. are going back to normal the only thing about it though that I really didn't like is it it very much feels like uh, we didn't learn like this is like kind of like not learning the lesson uh, of 
of what we just went through uh, and mm-hmm. saying because um, I think that you can do both. You can say, hey, you know, we we have learned a lot about safety. We've learned a lot about, uh, you know, having a sustainable way to make sure that that face to face events, which have all these awesome positive uh, impacts like this, this and that uh, we, we found out a way that we can do it and we can do it better. And I'll tell you what, if if, if right now you're in a place that is uncomfortable or you're anxious or you're this. We've also learned a lot about ways that we can, you know, provide you a, a way to uh, contribute to a community and a conversation yeah. um, that meets That's you. That's the messaging. That should have been the That's messaging. It. That's yeah. it. You know, and like to me, like I think that the, that you just need to put some of that in all caps and then we'll send yeah. it off. <laughs> <laughs> you yell some of that at us, please? With Nick? all your exactly. movie love. <laughs> so Nick, I, so question for you as yeah. a communicator. Sure. Is it enough to say to an attendee, don't worry, this is going to be safe. Is that enough to say? Like, no. Like there's, so talking to event professionals now that are working on how they're going to communicate to their attendees to say, hey, it's safe to come. What's, what's missing in this letter? Well, actually, I, I do believe that there, there is some things in this that, that make me believe that it will be safe because they, they actually got into a little bit about um, the idea that they're utilizing the same kind of uh, onset level uh, of safety standards, and I think that speaking to this industry specifically, who has gone, they through, figured it out. Yeah, yeah, they figured it out, and they're talking to these people, right? That have yeah. that, that that know what that means. Yeah. So, and I would say that I wouldn't just say in this transitional period between um, heightened fear uh, slash on uh, or like inability to actually have live events because of a pandemic and attending people's first face to face or second or third uh, in a year or so. I think it is important to kind of show how it's done, you know, a little bit of a little window into uh, something that that will connect with your audience. So if it was like a pharma event or event for uh, medical, I would, you know, say specific grades of, um, uh, you know, classes of, uh, you know, cleanliness procedures that are being used. If it was something that was B to C, I might draw conclusions to things that were broader that people have experienced or knew about. Um, but yeah, I, I would call out how you're doing it to, mm-hmm. to show them that you're like, oh, well, because they think they need, they need that reassurance. They need that hook to say, oh, it's going to be as good as this, or it's going to be that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what p- gets people over the hump of a fear. But I think that also if they still have fear, that fear is valid. Anxiety yeah. is yeah. valid. 100%. Yeah. So we can't see these things as like you're a loser if you're not like, you know, hopefully we're out of that era of like calling people and thinking of people that as either like, um, you know, they're they're tough or they're not tough or they're you know, this or that. Like, hopefully we're moving towards this like validity in other people's experiences. And we, we've gained all these new technologies and these new ways to do it and, and learned new ways to actually design around it, hopefully. Like, I think that there's really no reason to say, to go backwards uh, and say, look, live events need to be um, the only thing that happens for all attendees, no matter how they're feeling uh, right now, because um, my livelihood is made in face-to-face. It's like, no, right. your livelihood is made in face-to-face, yes, but um, you, if you don't foster um, some of the... Let's say let's say you have nothing to do with virtual. Let's say you're, a, I don't know, a caterer or you... Um, rent chairs uh 
having an option for virtual means that these people's while they're you know at the height of their anxiety or while things are maybe d disruptive for them they're still part of this event um, they still are tied to it in some way uh, and then down the line there's still a better hope for them to be nurtured into an environment where you could contribute something that would um, you know aid in the face-to-face -face. so I think that like all of us no matter what our role is when it comes to uh, uh, events need to be as inclusive as possible and not mm -hmm. just say this is the only way uh, because what we'll do is we'll alienate people uh, yeah. associated with the things that we're doing mm -hmm. and then they'll find another event that has you know that hybrid or that virtual at, at times option and that'll yeah. be the one that they do, and and then they'll never come to your face-to-face -face event. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great point. And we were talking on a couple podcasts ago that um, we we're talking about we've taken a big step forward when it comes to accessibility and events through virtual. And and I think and I think let's let's make sure we embrace that. And before we hang it up too quickly, let's ask ourselves how does this benefit the audience? Who who are we reaching now that we couldn't reach before? And how do we blend these two things together? And I think just to go back to your point, Nick, about about communicating communicating safety, I think that that it is still really important. Even 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 when we get to the point where we know that this is like that we've got this covered, we don't we haven't necessarily proven to the 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 world that we know how to do this because we haven't had the experience to do it and i think that it's going to take some time for us to constantly be reassuring our guests and our attendees what we're doing to make sure they're safe and over time we get to fade that away but i think that in order for us to build confidence back with the consumer and the guest we got to keep talking about what it is that we're doing to keep them safe. And eventually we won't need to do that anymore. Just like all the other safety things that we do that nobody knows we do, this will be one of those things, but it's not going to be that way for a while. Yeah. And we're going to do it in a way where we don't outcast people, right? And go back to what? Experience Design 101 and thinking about the audience and, yeah, continuing mm -hmm. to do that. That's yeah. Tui, we really are going to We are going to get – there is going to be – a lot of situations and a lot of events that don't have an option except for live. And we are going to have to start to cross that path and we are going to have mm -hmm. to figure out how do we, how do we communicate that in an empathetic way? How do we communicate that properly? Because this can't be the example of the way we communicate to people when there is no other option. And sometimes there just won't be. That's, that's the way it's going to go. And um, let's use this as our example of how not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I was thinking, I was like, yeah, is there going to be a point where, you know, we we do all these safety things and we don't have to like broadcast it out? And I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, every event with food, mm -hmm. there's no people have no idea how yeah. many opportunities there are in the preparation of food that if done wrong would get a lot of people sick, like a lot yeah. of people. And that happens every single day. So like. Mm -hmm. I spent and Dustin. I know for sure. I'm not sure too. I know Dustin for sure. We spent some time in the F and B world. You know that like there's all these critical points where like it could make a huge difference, but it just doesn't happen because mm -hmm. we just you know it just it just becomes how you do it. Uh, and that if more people knew what we did, they would either never eat out or <laughs> they would just be fine with anything. You know, like and that's kind of like I'm at that point where I'm like, eh. Yeah, I, you know, it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing gamble. 
uh, every time you go out to eat, you know, if you know all the different totally. things, but you know, that's fine. It just I, is what it is. I always say I've been eating crew meals for 15 years. There's literally nothing that can take me down. So. <laughs> no. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, I'm at home, I'm at home, whatever. And like food falls on the floor and I'm like, yeah. Oh, please. You know, yeah. like I, I, like the danger zones of certain temperatures yeah, totally. and ice. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, it's... I've had enough suspicious sandwiches in my life. <laughs> that I, you know, I was like, lunch was four hours ago, but I'm yeah. starving. So yeah. I'm definitely a gambler when it comes to that. But uh realizing that that like we like food and beverage for like, you know, like ever has adopted lots and lots of things and has escalated its game mm-hmm. uh over this to um to be even smarter with how it does things and, and technologies have come in to make that much easier and more um uh, less of a gamble and, and less onus on individuals uh and more systems that, you know, it just it doesn't happen as frequently as it used to, even when I started in food and beverage. So, it, but that's an interesting point, Nick, because we are going to be in a point with events where the attendee is going to have specific things they're looking for when it comes to safety. So whether it's, whether it's, you know, how many people are in a room or is everybody wearing a mask? How far apart are they? Where's the plexi? Where's this? Like the, this stuff that we've trained them that they need to have to be safe. We've never been really asked of that from an attendee before. The attendee doesn't say, was that chicken cooked to this certain temperature? What, like, they're not asking us those questions. Nobody's like, hey, before I get on that stage, can I see the engineering report on it? I just want to make sure that it's okay. <laughs> Nobody has ever, ever asked us. Yes, it's been required of us. And of course, these are the things that we do that nobody noticed that we do. But this is going to be the first time where I think I think guests are going to have an expectation for visible safety and their questions to be answered. And I think we need to make sure that we're prepared to do that. And I think starting where we started, how much do you communicate on the front end, I think becomes an important part of that. Maybe I'm wrong. And we're probably a bit off topic. But honestly, I think uh, maybe uh, when it comes to the attendees demanding that level, um, but I think clients certainly will. um, and, And corporate clients with a lot to lose. Uh, might have very specific questions. You and don't I, think you don't think attendees are not going to be hyper focused, just like be. they are when they go into a restaurant, just like they are when they go into a shopping mall. All these people taking oh, totally. pictures and putting it online and being like, "Oh my god, I can't," you know, "I can't see my parents." But how dare they go to a mall? Like, like that is absolutely going to happen at our events, and they're going to watch for any slip up. No, I, I I'll take your point there for sure. I think that it's it's there's definitely a lot of eyes on everything that we're doing, and there's really no ability to, um, and it, like untrained eyes. <laughs> that yeah, and but I don't know if there's any necessarily like black and white benchmarks that they're going to be uh, looking at once. It's, I, I guess I was looking how they at feel yeah yeah once once um once some of the bans and some of the legal things are are you know taken off right. So like when it's yeah. just. Um, okay, this event is a safe event, um, not 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 a compliant event, but event that is taking safety into consideration. Um, yeah, but I I think that um, I think that it's um, they're not going to be looking for um, necessarily like a check mark here and a check mark there. What they're going to be looking for is um, things that are um, really visible. But I'll take your point. I think that we're going to find out really quickly what where people's stress is going mm-hmm. to be it could be in the lines i'm starting to see that now too where yeah. the idea of being in a line lines will be a big one mm. yeah. because it's annoying already i think that it, it'll yeah. be like you know even easier to point at it as a yeah. an issue yeah it's going to be because you don't always understand why you're in a line mm-hmm. like you don't really understand like is it a technology thing is it because somebody's disorganized like why is it there and now you're going to be able to look at that and say this is unsafe 
Yeah. But I, I don't know necessarily. I'll be curious to see, like, in certain circles where uh, how much heat is is comes from that. And I think it might end up being sort of like a uh, similar situation with, like, environmental concerns where mm-hmm. – um, people you're not necessarily going to like be able to like lose your show or lose your you know insurance or whatever because you didn't do a certain thing um but you'll have enough um blowback uh from the right people because of the straws you use or because of this or that and it would be the same way of like the trash cans being too full or Mm -hmm. whatever the thing ends up like uh, probably like the really visual things yeah which may not even be the real problems but i think that we're going to probably have to engage in a bit of theater um, yeah uh, either engage in the theater quote unquote or yeah. or emphasize the theatrical elements yeah and i say when i say theater and yeah. i know that hygiene theater gets thrown around and i anybody that knows me knows that i use it because i've had some very very odd hygiene th- full-on hygiene theater experiences of like returning a box and somebody spraying it down like spraying down a cardboard box with something with full mask and gloves and it's like that is full on hygiene theater. Yeah. But so when I say that 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 there is an element of hygiene theater that needs to be there because it is going to be a part of people's comfort and it is going to be yeah. it, it is it's going to be an important part of what we do and just because it's theater doesn't make it doesn't mean it's not always effective. Like hygiene theater, I think can be effective. And, I think it's done in food. And I just want to, I just want to say it cause it's a funny line and I don't, it, it is. I've never heard that me. face before. Oh, That's actually, so good. I, oh, I like that. I was like, what is, what is he talking about? It's a, it's a thing. Uh, I mean, and, and actually it remind it, it's very uh, parallel to security theater, uh, which was a, a big, you know, thing for the last 20 years from mm-hmm. everything some September 11th on, uh, of uh, a lot of what's done at airports has been dubbed and debunked uh, as as uh, safety and security theater, mm-hmm. uh, and there's been variations of that, you know, since then, uh, even with sh- shootings and things like that, and and the theater element still creates uh, emotional change or or that is positive and what you want, right? So you want people to feel safe, totally. Uh, so you play up the theatrical elements and you make people yeah. take their shoes off right which yeah. isn't a thing but Wait, you guys do. don't take your shoes off well i don't because i have things that you know make it so i don't have to take my shoes off but uh certain people do crocs the, he wears crocs not in yeah, my exactly. household not in so my not household crocs and socks man it's uh crocs and socks. we are looking for sponsors no. if crocs wants to sponsor that's, us we will all wear crocs but I'll, I'll never green. I'll never get into the Academy Awards. Uh, <laughs> Good. That is actually that the perfect way. <laughs> That's my full circle. Uh, yeah, that was our full uh, circle. All of this doesn't matter because we are wearing Crocs and we can't go anyways. Yeah, it's the only thing holding me back from uh, an Oscar. Oh so, Tui, well, why, don't, why don't you take this home? I think right. we're well, like the, well off our topic, so we're going to no, save this it for the great. next one. No, this is great. I'm actually glad that we ended up talking, of course, in, in the... You look mortified about the Crocs. (laughs) It's more about the Crocs. I'm a little traumatized by that. But I just want to let everyone know the 93rd Oscars will be on ABC on Sunday, April 25th, starting at 5 p.m. And we want to thank them for their generous sponsor of this podcast. (laughs) Tell them Event Pro Pro sent you. Uh, But it'll be really interesting. We should definitely do a follow-up on just like our views, you know, on how that all went. I don't know if I'm going to watch it now. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it. I want to audit it for inspiration and uh, aspiration. Uh, aspiration. I want to see if I feel <laughs> oh, either yeah. of those uh, feelings. That, now that you know that's the goal, now we can yeah. measure it against something. I yeah. like it. I'm there. I'm with you. All right. All right let's maybe. I mean, happens. maybe I will. I'm open to it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I could use both of those in my life. Via Zoom? <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll have, we'll have an Oscar yeah, party. Yeah, via Zoom. Uh, <laughs> via Slack. Uh, and then the yeah. call to action to all of our uh, listeners would be, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Oscars in the right state of mind. I, I would love to hear from event profs that are looking towards their next cycle and if you've got events where it's going to be in person only and i would love to hear how people are communicating Mm -hmm. that um so if anybody's got something on the go i think from a a personal interest and something we can continue to talk about how do you communicate this problem because it's going to be around Mm. well there we go good work good work today see we don't need will what the hell (laughs) like we really got to stop paying that guy (laughs) because yeah there's something to be said there yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't show up to work. Everybody realizes they can do it without you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I always at least do that. I, I'm always late, but I always show up to work <laughs> because they might realize that they don't actually need me. Yeah, exactly that. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, yeah. I, I feel inspired already. Thanks for hosting, Until next Tui. time, of course. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Event Room. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, be sure to head to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode. See you next time on Event Brew.